just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm excited on the Just Me episode today. Today we get a recap of what we talked about all month. We were focusing on love. Love makes the world go round. So today we get to have you listening to some of your questions, your comments, your concerns in those areas. Serena's going to go over the five love languages. Sasha's going to go over communication. So you can have an overview of what we talked about. And then we're going to open up the lines to some callers. So Miss Smith, can you give our listeners an overview of the five love languages? Yes, I will. First of all, we want to thank Mr. Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman was the person that came up with the five love languages. As we discussed in previous podcasts, he was a licensed professional and he was seeing couples come in for therapy and they were not satisfied as it relates to the relationship. So after years of taking notes, he says something has to be done different to assist these couples with coming up with some sort of resolution as it relates to the problems within their marriages and their relationships. So what he did, he came up with the five love languages. And as we have discussed in previous podcasts, I'm going to review them. The first one is words of affirmation. So what does words affirmation mean? That basically means when you're looking for your partner, spouse to say kind things to you, to encourage you. Some people need those words to move forward and put their best effort as it relates to the relationship. The second love language is quality time. Really spending time with your mate. That time could be sitting together watching TV, working together in the same room, just doing different things together. The third love language is receiving gifts. There are times when people like to receive things, surprises like flowers, all types of gifts. And that shows them that that person loves them. Another love language is acts of service. This is my favorite love language. So acts of service is really showing your spouse that you care for them. That could be washing the car, washing the dishes, dishes, I'm sorry, caring for the children, waking up in the morning and fixing breakfast. Some sort of service where you're showing your spouse that you appreciate them, some sort of work or works. And the last one is physical touch. Physical touch means touching them, holding their hang hands, hugging them, rubbing their back, 
So once again, the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. This is very important as it relates to the five love languages is because these types of languages are needed as it relates to indicating and communicating to your spouse what you like for them to do, what fits you. When that, when that love language is not communicated as it relates to what your love language is, it causes a lot of misunderstandings within relationships. It causes a lot of hurt feelings. A lot of times couples feel, feel as if the relationship is not going anywhere. And they feel a void. So what I just did was I reviewed the five love languages and why it's very important. So even on that episode... Ms. Smith, we were able to identify our own love languages. I'm just curious to know, has y'all love language changed from that from that episode to today? Because I know mine was on that touch. Mine hadn't changed. <laughs> so just curious if y'all's changed. Mine has not changed at all. Okay. We're going to see what the callers have to say here in a minute. And so give us an overview of communication, Ms. Sausage. Yeah, so keeping the flow going with the concepts of love and what that means as far as relationships and being with somebody on this, in a relationship on this earth, we also discussed communication and what that looks like for love and relationships. So we touched upon all different types of um, variables that impact communication and that impact our ability to effectively love someone including not, you know, your, your eye contact, your body language when you are communicating with your partner, the type of situation that may have occurred before or after intense feelings, active listening, and then also just making sure you're listening in order to hear versus listening in order to respond. We discussed some of those barriers to effective communication and how to go about actively engaging with your partner in order to support fruitful conversations and lasting love in a relationship. Okay, outstanding. So for the whole month, we talked about love, communication of five love languages. So what happened here on Just Me, at the end of each month, the last week of each month, we're going to afford our listeners the opportunity to share your thoughts and your concerns again on those issues that we talked about for that month. So get ready, listen up, and share. We have the phones ready to go. So we're going to start hearing from you to see what you thought about the five love languages and communication. Oh, I don't have a direct question. I don't have a direct question. I'm just going to listen in. Is there, I'll listen to the Spotify as you was calling, actually. Okay, so maybe we can help you develop a, a, a question. So what we're talking about in this episode was the five love, lang lang love languages. It's a tongue twister. So those lo love languages are words of affirmation, 
acts of service, quality time, physical touch, and what's the last one missing it? Receiving gifts. And receiving gifts. So out of those five love languages, which one do you think you identify the most? Do you like receiving gifts? You like that physical touch? You like words of affirmation? Acts of service. I'm more acts of service. Acts of service. So can I ask you this question? Are you married, dating, single? Married. You're married. So acts of service. How or what's the last act of service you performed or did or exchanged with your wife, if you don't mind sharing? And remember, you are being recorded. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. So the last one, the last one I've given and received is cleaning the kitchen together. Oh, outstanding. Oh, that's an A in my book. Outstanding. <laughs> how, how was it? How was, how did your wife receive that? How receptive was she to that? Well, I was, I was pretty receptive to it. And so it was good to see her come in and just help out with the kitchen cleaning. It actually ended up bringing a whole family in the kitchen, one particular, this one I'm thinking about, where the kids also joined in. And so it just made everybody's night or evening. Wow. Because we're all in the kitchen helping get it done. So, so you opened up a door and I, and when you open doors over here on Just Me, we like to walk in them. So one thing you said that you like the one that washes the dishes. So in most households, that's like a different, that's a swing right there where normally the woman is the one that's doing the cleaning in the kitchen because you said no. I was receptive when she came in and helped. And then y'all even made it from like a one person doing an individual and you included the whole family. And that togetherness is, is a moment that most families don't share in the event of watching dishes, that's a priceless moment. And imagine when, you're, when your children grow up that they can look back on that moment and be like, you know, we spent together with my parents and that warmth and closeness that was developed right there in that moment. And all you was doing was washing dishes. Look how love just spreads around from one person to person and room to room. And, you know, with um, that being said, you know, that could be quality time, too. Yeah. Because the family is coming together and working together. So that is definitely a good method as it relates to strengthening the relationship. Now, we want to ask you another question, caller. Does your wife know that that's your love language? Does she know that that's your love language as it relates to acts of service? I don't know if I ever directly shared that. I, I don't know, to be honest. Oh, you opened another door because the other topic we was was communication. So... <laughs> yeah, so with that being said, that should be something that you should express to your wife as it relates to that being one of your love languages, acts of service. And with her knowing that, she will probably do more as it relates to providing different things to you, knowing that that's your love language. That's true. And she get the love on you all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so now, if you need me to review the five, I will, but... Out of the five, what would you, how would you, which one would you identify being your wife's if you had to pick? Not saying that you're right, but if you had to pick, what would you say was hers? Mm, it's a tie between physical touch and gifts. Okay. A tie between physical touch and gifts? Yeah. So, um, okay. I would lean more towards physical touch. 
Okay. So I'm going to ask you another question. You're supposed to be asking us questions. Now I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> that's okay. We knowing, knowing that, well, that's how you perceive her, her um, love language to be. How responsive are you to making sure you make love to her all day long? Yeah, so I would say that's one area that I can definitely improve in. Between work and family, those things kind of kind of faded away. Uh, not faded away, it's one of the proper word, but not as often as I should. And so when it, when it does happen, it is rushed rather than marinated on and enjoyed, I should say. Okay. And one thing we express to people is that we do know at times that our lives are very busy. So we have to be intentional and really carve out time as it relates to if that's her love language regarding physical touch. That could just be whenever you get in the house, like rubbing her back or rubbing her feet. That's a sense of physical touch. But it's very important that you communicate with her. And and ask her what type of physical touch that she desires. Because we we do live busy lives. But just carving out just a small amount of time daily, it can assist with strengthening the relationship. I think, so, yeah, so I'll go ahead, Ms. Johnson. I think that one of the things that the pandemic has taught us is that the importance of living in the present. And so that whole aspect of communicating and talking to your wife and Ren, just doing some of the small acts, that can definitely help with living and feeling and breathing in the present for something that we've definitely had trouble with over the past one to two years. So awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Freeman, for being vulnerable and welcoming us into your relationship a little bit. Yeah, we really, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. You have a good day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, Miss Shanae, how are you? Doing great. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for calling in with just me. We are taking questions and comments with the most recent episodes that we presented about love languages and communication. Just a, a quick disclaimer, you are being recorded. But tell us what exactly your question is. What's going on? So my question um, is, are there any skills that you could recommend to remain present in a conversation? We're going to talk about effective communication because I know that I am, I tend to cut people off and try to finish their sentence for them. It's kind of like a program response and I'm formulating it before they're even finished. So I'm not truly listening to the entire thing that makes sense how are there any skills to help me to do that or stop and listen but and fully hear the conversation or sentence before i'm already trying to formulate your response absolutely absolutely and i think that that's one of the things that we as human beings because we have busy 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 lives that we're just trying to get to the resolution instead of listening to everything that come goes on it that's creating the problem. So with active listening, because it sounds like you're describing just a little bit of challenges with active listening. Yes. I would definitely 
and I know this is not the easiest thing for everybody, but if it's a conversation that you want to be intentional about, I would take notes. And I know we're not always able to do that if we're having conversations on the fly, but if it's a conversation where um, you feel like it's going to be beneficial for a relationship, taking a step back and informing that person that you want to be intentional and hear everything that they have to say. So scheduling appropriate times in order to have those con- that conversation so that you're able to be at a place where you're present with the communi- or with the conversation. And when I say present, I mean sometimes writing things down. So if it's a conversation with a friend, I know I've had to have several critical conversations with a friend over the last few days. I've had to schedule times where we're going to meet here or ask him the appropriate place to meet so that I am ready with my notebook or piece of paper. (laughs) So I'm really in the present of what he is describing, his expectations, and making sure that we're both communicating our feelings. Right. I think that's a good thing I would do because that would help me to be able to verify what they're saying mm-hmm. that the information that was that I received was the correct way it was intended by taking notes and scheduling that conversation. Absolutely. Now it's not going to have not going to be effective every time, but for the conversations that you want to be intentional about, that's a definite behavior that could be helpful, especially if you want relationships to last and grow and change with you. Thank you so much for answering my question. Absolutely. Mr. Tracy. And two, and knowing, because you, you came out the gate, like you you know how you handle conversations. Like you, you mentioned how you interrupt, like you know Correct. that. So when you get that feeling of like, I'm about to interrupt, that's when you have to, we're going to use that word again, and be intentional and say, stop. Shanae will not interrupt. No matter what is said, I will not interrupt. And you are challenging yourself. And that's where you're taking control of you yeah. and not letting your emotions or say your thoughts just run wild. It's okay to be prepared to ask a question in the right time and just allow that person to say, and like you said, you're able to really be present in the moment what they're saying. And then you're allowed to share your because it's two part listening and receiving because even if that person is speaking if you receive it wrong communication is messed up so you have to make sure it's a clear understanding and by interrupting you can miss what that person is trying to say and you just hear it differently because you keep interrupting a lot of the time they'll say i was literally just about to say that i'm sorry you (laughs) (laughs) You didn't let me finish And also just breathing. Yeah. Yes. Just breathe. Yeah. And enjoy the conversation. That anxiety piece that you were talking about in the podcast. Um, yes. That one is the one. <laughs> yes. Because uncertainty. Yes, because sometimes we jump ahead mm-hmm. of what is being discussed because we feel like we have to know the answers. Correct. So just breathe through the conversation, ride with it. And as Sasha says, take notes, gather your thoughts, and just just ride with it. Stay with the conversation. Don't jump ahead. 
Just ride along with it. And so, so Miss Miss yes, I can ask you a question. Oh gosh, how do you think on a scale from one to ten? How did you think you handled this conversation? On a scale of one to ten, that's about a ten because I was almost about to cut you guys off a few times, but I stopped and listened exactly to what you were saying, and I started taking notes. So look at what OJT do. So that means if you could do it right now, you could do it even when you hang up this phone call, right? Very outstanding. Look at just me. <laughs> you got, you're going to be the face of just me because it worked. Outstanding. Oh, it really did. Yeah. Like I have a whole thing of notes just from the response right now. So thank you. And you took notes. So you even took the advice of Miss <laughs> Sasha. So you, you are the perfect calling that we needed for today <laughs> a good listener good note taker and you follow directions you gave us a, a play by play okay yeah, um, so outstanding, outstanding. we're doing it already already all right and, and remaining in the present remaining in the present <laughs> thank you so well much. thank you so much Ms. Shanae, for calling and continue to listen to just me share it with your friends with your family and even with your enemies because it's just me oh. Especially the enemies. Okay. <laughs> right. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. But this is a recording. Okay. So go ahead and ask us your question as it relates to the five love languages of communication. We hear the help. Yes. So my question is regarding the five love languages. Um, my love language, of course, is physical touch and quality time. And I know that you mentioned in the previous podcast that it's important to make time for self-care and to love ourselves first. So my question comes from what would that look like or what examples can you give that will help me with these two love languages, especially the physical touch as it relates to self-care? So for physical touch, as far as self-care goes, one thing that's intentional would be going to schedule a massage or going to get your feet done, nails done, anything where that touch may release some of those endorphins that kind of stimulate us. And then for quality time, anything that you can do where you're with yourself, that can be maybe going to the movies, going to the mall, walking around, going outside and walking in the park. And to be honest with you, touch and quality time can go interchangeably hand in hand because if you are being intentional about improving your love on yourself, then if you do go to get a massage, that's quality time that you're spending with yourself and reflecting on what are the benefits of this love language experience. Okay, good. Yeah, and, um, and, and for me, Shannon, even... What Ms. Sasha said, that quality time and physical touch, it kind of goes hand in hand. Just just say, I'm going to love myself. Look in the mirror, hold your cheeks and say, girl, you is fine. Like, put your hands on your hip, put that left hip out and be like, mm. And like, really like, just touch yourself. Like, look at these arms. I don't care how big or small your stomach is, it's yours. And be like, look at here and, and go, go through that journey, how you got there. I know how big mine was when I was pregnant, how small it is when I, after I had the baby and then the size it is now that I don't like, but it's mine's and I have to, I have to enjoy it and embrace it and go on that walk. Can you be by yourself? Do you have to, I mean, by yourself don't even mean like 
going on social media? Like, can I just be in there and just like, I'm a read, I'm just going to walk, I'm a rest and be intentional again. Like I'm going to love on myself. Some things you can't do with your significant other that you want to do. Like guys do this farting game, like all over the time, all the time. Like they can just fart anywhere. Right. So if you just, you ever just wanted to fart, but you don't want to fart in front of a man. I know that's me. It's like, I don't want to fart in front of a man, but I got to fart. So just walk around and just fart, you know, do something, but enjoy you. Yeah. Okay. I got Miss Sasha over here cracking up. Because, I mean, but it, but it is, it's the truth. Like, and if y'all see me, my husband's going to be like, you can fart in front of me, baby. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was helpful. Thank you, guys. And also, you know, if you have a spouse or a mate, you can direct them to different type of touches that you like. Like really communicating with them. And letting them know, you know, this is a physical touch that I really like. Because sometimes they don't know. Because physical touch can be very broad. So you can say, hey, honey, this is a touch that I like. And I would love for you to do it more. But as Miss Tracy and Miss Sasha says, you got to figure out first what works for you. As it relates to touch. And, and time, quality time. And so you are able to communicate it with others. But it always starts with you. Okay. And absolutely. And one final thought is that if you try something and it doesn't work or doesn't create that feeling of love or euphoria, that's okay. Yeah. Because not every situation or not every experience is going to trigger that um, love language that you desire. So if you go and get a massage and it's not your cup of tea, that's okay. If you're trying to practice being more mindful in the present and some meditation or guided imagery and you're like oh my goodness I keep getting distracted that's okay it's not going to happen immediately because this concept of self-love is something that we're constantly try um, striving to achieve so there are some days where it's going to be significantly easy and there's going to be some days where you're going to wake up and it's like trying to pull teeth to create that feeling of self-love but just being intentional and trying each and every day to put yourself first that way others will know how to also put you first yes awesome and never stop trying new things mm -hmm. life change all the time so we want you to continue to try new things okay and also uh, make sure you're not comparing because self-love is not a comparison it, it has to be what works for you even if it looks good and fits good every on other people don't if it ain't you, don't try to make it you. Okay. Just be, 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 true to, be true to yourselves. Okay. Miss Shannon, you got us all over here like stuck because we looking down like, you know, be, because we, we lose sight of who we are trying to please so many people. And as women, we wear many hats. So we got a lot of people to please and we lose sight of ourselves. So for you to mm -hmm. come on and say, you know, like, how do I love myself? How do I spend that quality time to love me? You know, mm -hmm. it's a lot of women out there. They don't know who they are. Correct. So you, you're being real vulnerable now. So like we are all stuck because you're, you're making us touch our own vulnerabilities right now. You're right. So, yeah. So you, you really have to know who you are or, or get back in touch with the, with the you. That, you know, that little girl that used to like running and singing and 
something happened with so-and-so and now I don't sing no more. Go back to singing. And the things mm-hmm. that used to make you smile, even if it was the, the last time you did it, you was 12. You remember how good it was. Do it again, but now do it as an adult. You have a different mm-hmm. mindset and approach that is going to be, but you're just trying to look for that same, that pleasure that, you know, that was there because you know I like well, if it's family, it brings you joy. I like family. But now family brings you pain because of the things that happen through relationships. Be intentional about setting my household up now so I can enjoy family and make those things happen. And if I have to make changes within myself to do that, then I'm going to make mm-hmm. those changes. I'm not worrying about what other people do. I'm going to make the change and they have to respond to my change opposed to me responding to them. That's good. But thank you, Miss Shannon, for calling and thank you for getting us stuck <laughs> while we trying to say goodbye to everybody. But it's just me and yeah. your voice is the voice of many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you again to all our callers today, Mr. Freeman, Miss Shanae, Miss Shannon. We thank you for being true to who you are and allowing others to be who they are just me this is tracy sharina and sasha join into our next episode next month it's going to be exciting share on your social media platforms if you can so others that have something to say will now have a platform to sing it so thank you again thank you so much for all of the participation that we had today If you were not able to get through, please feel free to email us your questions, comments, and concerns at justmepodcast, the number one, at gmail.com. And we will definitely look forward to responding to you. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.